0: This is the Hilarious Society podcast. Laugh about it, laugh about it, laugh about it. Most uncontrollable podcast in the world. And today, we got the boy Christian here, a.k.a. my brother, a.k.a. my boss, a.k.a. (laughs) the boy. But uh, yeah, we've been, he was on a podcast probably like, what, seven, eight months ago. But yeah, this one's going to be a lot more pertaining to like success, life as a young adult. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm just stoked to have you on here because I'm sure you got a ton of knowledge that you can, uh, Drop for the boys and the girls. So let's get right into it, brother. Yeah, it's just for the boys, bro. It's Saturday. But uh, a little bit about you, brother. Um, Obviously, owning your own business and only being like 24 years old, kind of what is like some things that you've seen in your life like change from now being 24 to like just a couple years ago? What would you you say are like three changes that you've made in your life that have kind of like propelled you with whether money or success or whatnot?
1: I think the responsibility of like um – being responsible for others is kind of like guardrails. Like mm-hmm. when you're like bowling, if you like put up the lanes, right, then you yeah. can't go in the gutter. It's just like kind of like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sean's not too good. But <laughs> uh, it's kind of like the same thing with life too. Is like if you have all these responsibilities, those are like the guards keeping you from like you know going in the gutter or whatever right. that may be. So mm-hmm. I think that's been honestly is the more responsibility I've gained, the more successful I've become. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Now I'm just looking to acquire more and more responsibility and bring on more and more people that I'm accountable to. Right. Because I think most people are more accountable to others than they are themselves. Yeah. True, dude. Like 100%. If you say like, I'm going to go and do, I'm going to go and knock with you at 3 p.m., right? Right. And you don't show up, then you look like an idiot. But if you just say, hey, I'm going to knock at 3 p.m. and it's just you, you're probably not going to show up for yourself like as often. Right.
0: Have you heard that quote? It's like, if you want something done, give it to the busiest guy in the room. It's like same idea. It's like, yeah, when you have that accountability and you have other people on you or you have to provide for other people, it kind of propels you to like want to be better because yeah, when you're by yourself, that's the hardest thing though, dude, is like, just like you can take knocking. Like there are those days where you're going to have to do it for yourself because you know, that extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation isn't always there. But yeah, so you'd say, what are like some things that like you cut out, I guess, that like once you started being like, I'm going to get my shit together, I want to start really taking control of the company and whatnot.
1: I think going out a lot is something that I cut out yeah. a decent amount. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Party with the boys. Nick did too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it – it just like a level of caring at some point I realized that I cared more about my success than I did going out. And that doesn't mean I don't go out at all, but 99% of the time I make the choice that like my success is more important. (laughs) And I realized like that it's not just that day is like when you actually are working at a job where you have to be on point every single day, if you're in a sales job where you're constantly pitching homeowners or whatever it is you're pitching them and you're not on point, then you can't do your job. But if you just work at like H&M, no offense to anybody. It you that H&M. you get the fire discounts, but though. you can fire. show up hungover. Yeah. You can show up like yeah. feeling like shit, whatever, sick. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So when you find a job that makes it so you have to show up at like your peak state, it kind of naturally just makes you cut those things out of your life, unless right. you're like Nick and a an actual natural extrovert. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah. to you. Or whatever.
0: Nah, no, nah, that's actually good though, dude, because. I think going off that point is yeah. I think momentum's huge too. We've always talked about it off yeah. fucking camera, but like those times where I'm like you know hitting the doors every day, going to the gym, going to bed on time, not drinking, right? I feel like my most peak state. Like I'm like yeah. the highest level of confidence and self control that I ever feel. But then when I like fuck off for like a week or a couple weeks, and I stop working out and I stop getting up on time and I stop going out on the doors or being in closes, it's like. You, I remember growing up. I always thought like, yeah, you know, I want to get to a point where I don't have to do anything. Like, I just yeah. want to chill and yeah. play video games or golf or whatever you want to do at that time. But then when you actually get it and you have the ability to do it, yeah. you're like, dude, this sucks. Like, I want some level of pressure. I want something to like take care of because for me, being task oriented feels so much better when I can just cross things off my list. Like, even if it's shit, I don't want to do right. Doing yeah. the things you hate is usually what makes you great.
1: Yeah, there was like a podcast I was listening to recently, and it was talking about. A lot of people like have the mentality of like I'm going to work hard for the next five to ten years and then I'm going to retire or whatever. But what it does is it like teaches you the mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to eat my broccoli to then like later have my ice cream. But Mm -hmm. you hate the five to ten years that you're doing Mm -hmm. like that. That hard thing, right? But if you fall in love with that hard thing, then the five to ten years becomes really easy, mm-hmm. and you probably want to keep doing it after the five to ten years, which is probably what you should be doing anyways. Right.
0: Yeah, I think too. It's just it's all about like rewiring your brain because at the end of the day, it's like if you think about something. I was listening to this podcast today. His name's a, Have you heard of Bedros Koulian? No, these, familiar. He's like he's like the new Andy Versella, but he's oh, a cool. stud. Um, oh, Cody likes him. Yeah, yeah sorry, okay. Sorry. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, shout out Cody Pitts. So it was like
1: doing hard things. Yeah, and yeah.
0: And so one of the things he talked about though was he said that um, there's a difference between suffering and just discomfort. And so what he was breaking it down was like people that he was taking to Navy SEALs, which is obviously an extreme, but just to put it yeah. in perspective, he was saying that when Navy SEALs, the ones that quit are usually ones that are experiencing suffering. The ones that push through are the ones that are feeling discomfort. And basically what he was getting at was... If you're ever doing something that you don't like or that you find, you know, displeasureful, if you can just look at it as like, hey, I'm just, this is just a level of discomfort. I can get through this. Yeah. Then you can you can succeed. But if you make it suffering, like there's no end in sight, right? You're fucking just yeah. constant pain and misery. Yeah. You're going to, you know, your brain's going to go ahead and tap. It's like, when you think about someone that's successful, right? Or let's say, for example, David Goggins who did the pull-up record. He was talking about how like, he wasn't thinking about doing four thousand fucking pull-ups. He was thinking about doing just five pull-ups at a time. Five yeah. pull-ups at a time. And when you make your goals very like short, like short-minded, very narrow, like you know, quick achievements, you're able to like take it one step at a time versus becoming overwhelmed. Like yeah. if you know, if you were like, you know, Christian, you're gonna run this company, you're gonna close over freaking you know, hundred plus deals. you be like, Dude, that's a lot. Plus, run a couple of companies, you know, and start branching out. You'd be like shit. But if you're like, hey, Christian, today you just need to close one deal and maybe recruit one person this week it makes the goal a lot more attainable because you're not so overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, I think if you break it down to like the micro and not the macro of it all, it's easier to take action on something that's like today. Yeah. Because like me personally, and I think most people are like today oriented, I don't like thinking about like, how do I even know what's gonna be going on next year? Yeah. Like, And when people are making goals like a year out or whatever it may be, I think it's great. But like, it's just, we talk about this all the time is if you focus on the input, like your input towards that goal, and that's what you're focused on, then you'll end up hitting the goal, like as a result of like an input-based goal instead of output. Or
0: yeah, no, right. dude, 100. percent That's kind of like we talked about before this. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but basically, yeah, the idea it's like the people that I feel like do the best in any endeavor are those that have the intrinsic motivation and get like the joy from doing the job, right? Yeah. Like whether it's knocking the door, fucking building the house, you know, painting the room, versus the finished accomplishment, uh, or finished accomplishment. Because it's so cheesy and it's so cliche, but like, dude, the destination is so important. But so is the journey, right? Yeah. But if you don't like fall in love with the process of doing the day-to-day grind, then you're going to be like, dude, fuck this. Like Steve Jobs is always talking about like, if you don't love what you're doing, then stop doing it. Do a different yeah. profession. Because it's like, why should you do anything that you absolutely hate with no reward in sight for what you're doing every single day? It should be like, cool. I knocked hundred doors and I actually enjoyed getting better and I got two or three sales out of it. versus being like, I have to get a sale today. I have to get an appointment. I have to close this person down. It's like, then you start putting too much stress on things that you can't control, right? Independent variables that are out of your control. But one thing I think you do pretty well, brother, and I think you should maybe give some insight on it to like the rest of the audience, but is I feel like with all the stress that you probably have to take on with the company, it seems like you do a good job of managing it. Now, I'm not saying you don't have stress because I'm sure you do, but what are maybe some tactics or things that you're able to do or that you've implemented to like, reduce or I guess allow you to manage in a more um, proficient way versus putting so much stress on like, dude, we got a new, you know, we all a new, we opened a new office, you know, you got a relationship, you got a house, you got a duplex, like there's so much going on at once. So like, what are like one or two things that you think, um, help you implement, um, levels to like reduce stress or I guess just manage better?
1: Yeah. I think one thing is just like my daily habits. Right. So. Yeah. I notice if I eat like really heavy meals like throughout the day that I just become lethargic. And when you're like lethargic is you can't even keep your own energy up. And Mm -hmm. so when somebody else like pushes their energy onto you and like say, for example, they're they're trying to, you know, grieve or I guess get their stressors off their chest and put it onto you Mm -hmm. because you can't even handle it because you can't even handle your own stress. And then you end up like lashing out. And so I just noticed that like – it comes goes back to just being in like a peak state most of the time yeah it's like not all the time but if i'm so used to being in a peak state 90 percent of the time the 10 percent that i'm off of it like my body's already kind of used to it so i'm right. still there so just the daily habits like when i wake up in the morning i eat a small meal i drink the same thing every single boy, hey, bro this <laughs> one loves LaCroix, <laughs> bro. Okay, um, other than that i would just say like realizing that it's a ripple effect for sure if you your problems may feel big when, like, you maybe have anxiety on your your shoulders, but if you outwardly express it in a negative way, it's like a ripple effect. It's yeah. like you can either, like, bring that stress onto you and then view it in a positive light and keep moving forward, or the stress can come onto you, you view it in a negative light, you lash out, right. and then it's a ripple effect, and all of a sudden, like, negativity spreads quicker than anything, right? Yeah, 100%. It's like you do good by one person. They tell one person Mm. you do bad by somebody. They tell 10 people like you probably heard that phrase. So it's kind of the same thing is if you like get this stress put onto you by somebody else or yourself and you put it onto others, it does have that ripple effect. So I think I'm just uh, definitely conscious of that. Yes.
0: Becoming self-aware. I think that's huge. And that's something that I'm definitely still like struggling with, but trying to get better at is like, as you talked about too, it's like the ripple effect of making it um, a reality, right? Like if you're having a shitty day, Or someone, you know, a close falls through or whatever. Someone just cuts you out at the doors, right? And you take that energy and you talk about it like, dude, today's shitty, But You're just, you're reaffirming, right? When you say something, your brain reaffirms, oh my God, I am having a bad day. And that energy goes on to the next door. Or it doesn't even have to be sales. It can be like you come home with your friends and then you take it out on them or you know, take it out on your girlfriend because you're just in a bad mood and you're reaffirming in your bad mood.
1: And then it comes down to like what type of impact, not to get like too deep, but like what type of impact do you want to make on the world as well? Is like, if you're, we all know those people in our lives who always have problems, their problems are due to their problems. Like you yeah. know, it's a compounding effect either way. Right. If you're like spreading positivity, like outwardly towards everybody, that's going to compound and people are going to bring positivity back to you. Right. Like great things are going to happen in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're spreading negativity and that's like the energy you're giving out into the world, then like negative things are going to come on to you and
0: that's going to compound the other way. So. Right. Um, exactly yeah it's a a ripple effect for sure and i think too like you were talking about a little bit earlier but like the flow state and being in peak state as you talked about um what would you say is like how how you get into that sort of state and like maintain it and i feel like the hardest part is getting back to it because have you ever heard that saying it's it's hard to obtain it but it's like 10 times harder to maintain success yeah like someone can hit the lottery once right you can get a big deal once or have a hot month or week or year But to be able to replicate that success over and over, that's fucking tough.
1: I think it's like the amount of hours. Like you you see things on YouTube all the time that always say dopamine detox. or like. And I never really watch the videos but I understand the concept and it works really well for me. And I don't like say, hey, you know, I'm going on a dopamine detox for a week. Like I think that's a little weird. But (laughs) um, what I do is I – Try to like when I wake up in the morning, stay away from my phone because like you get that instant dopamine and then what happens is you feel satisfied. You can't help it. Like mm-hmm. even if you're the most motivated person in the world, if like, I mean, not to get all weird, if you're watching porn, like on your phone all day and playing video games all day, yeah. you couldn't, ha- you wouldn't want to go and achieve anything else because right. all those things provided you all the satisfaction that you already needed. Like it's primal at that point. Yeah. You you can't control it. Yeah. So I'm really conscious of like the things that I take in and I've taken almost all of those things out of my life and I notice there's a hundred percent a correlation between the amount of hours I am on my phone to how effective I am in my day. Right. It's like if I spend like below, say four hours on my phone on like, you know, Instagram, obviously phone calls for yeah. work. I think those things like have a compounding effect too. The more work that I do, the more of that state that i get into right the more conversation we have here the more of that state that i get into yeah the more good things you do the better the state you get into but sometimes the hardest part for people is there's a little bit of a resistance to get into that state yeah which is normal like with any good thing it's really hard to start but easy to quit Mm -hmm. like really bad things are really easy to start but hard to quit
0: right that's a
1: that's a good way to look
0: at it yeah it's kind of cool you brought up the whole uh, like detox, whatever, um, dopamine detox. Because in a similar aspect, like one thing I'm doing this this month is like, at least for the first ten days, like ten day challenge, is like no gambling, no social media yeah. at all, no nope. straight up no porn, yeah. <laughs> can't be doing it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Snip, no, Snip, Snip. yeah, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, browsers. Uh, and um, what was the other one? Uh, no alcohol, and then no. I think I'm forgetting one, but whatever. Bottom line is Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> No, I'll leave it. But bottom line is that when you're in that state, right, it's like you're right because how I like to start every one of my days is with something that I hate. So every morning my routine's about damn near the same. I get up, I take a freezing cold shower, get out of the shower, I do 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups and I make my bed. And like I fucking hate the cold showers at first. But now after I've been doing it for like two years, I actually like them because they refresh me. I feel confident. I'm like, cool, I'm doing something that most people aren't doing, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get a little workout in and before I open that door, I'm already like have a step on the, on the, on the, on the world. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're hundred percent right. Because all these dopamine hits, whether it's Instagram or porn or chicks, alcohol, right? They're quick. If it's easy to get, it's probably not good for you. Like, have you
1: ever heard anybody say like, Oh, I haven't been on my phone that much. Like I'm really sad. Like (laughs) you never hear anybody say that you always hear like these amazing stories of people disconnecting, like Jorge Masvidal, yeah. like how he made a resurgence in his career was he went on a reality TV show yeah. where he was stuck on an island for like weeks at a time. And he like finally had some realizations because we're like so minimally conscious when we're on our phones, like, cause we're connected. It's like a second conscious, right, like right. on your screen. And so like you start to become what is on your screen as well. So yeah. like what you take in is who you are. It's like those corny phrases, like you are the sum of the five, five people, people you hang around. around yeah. But the five people you hang around are most likely people that are on your phone. Mm-hmm. They're not actually people you're like – that you're seeing in person. Right. So then I think it goes back to like um, – you talk about this a lot too. is just like watching the right things mm-hmm. and um, changing. Like a lot of the times we go straight to entertainment and Netflix and then we spend like – you know. <laughs> an eighth of our life on like literally just watching shows is like, if you could change your entertainment to education and then eventually the education becomes entertainment because you're excited about like becoming successful, then right. that really makes like a pivotal change in your life. But I feel like a lot of people are probably like wondering like, why do I want to be successful? Or like, mm-hmm. why do I want to change all these things to make a bigger impact in my life? Like I can just keep doing the same things, right? Yeah. Everything will be okay. My parents worked to nine to five, like I'll be totally fine. And like, the thing is, is because like, as crazy as it is, is like inflation will absolutely like crush you. Like it's a weird or like corny thing to talk about, but the dollar is losing value at like 6% at least every single year. So they talked about like, living in a city like a major city like san diego new york city mm-hmm. what your parents thought a hundred thousand dollars was is like you need to make three hundred thousand dollars today yep. so brad lee talks about it that's, it's what I was like, exa- that's what i was thinking <laughs> about it. go ahead yeah Like you're in the rat race until you're making that amount of money yep. like you're in the rat race is like you don't have the freedom to make every decision that you want and if you're there right now like that's okay but obviously like the point is to get to that because like just the way that everything is set up like it will end up hurting you or your family at that point. And I think if everybody had that urgency, like a lot of the issues that we're talking about today would just fix themselves because yeah. they'd naturally be pointed in the right direction.
0: hundred percent. I think too, going off of that is like, I thought about like this job, right? Like I started making more money than I've ever made in my life. Right. And like, it's crazy. Cause I thought too, like, dude, if I can make 10 grand in a month, like I'll be set. And yeah. then you make that and you're like, fuck, why? I should make 20. Yeah. And you make that and you're like, what about 30? And like, then dude, my car- bookie takes four. Right? Yeah, goddammit. Yeah, right? <laughs> my ex-wife. I'm just kidding. I don't have an ex-wife. <laughs> but no, exactly, dude. It's like you reach a level and then like you're instantly like, okay, cool. Now I wonder what happens if I could get here. Yeah. Before, right? Like have you ever heard that saying, I never knew how broke I was until I got a little money?
1: Yeah. And you probably feel yeah. like I never want to make below. Like now you yeah. – it's like your financial thermostat. Yeah, you're like – Which is so cool because like the more you make – the higher it becomes and it's like a a guideline for you. Like I never want to make below 10K. Yeah. So now like you're kind of set for your life with your mindset.
0: Right. And I think too, like on that too, the other cool thing is it does is not just the money you make, but the amount of people you can help with it. Yeah. Like charities giving back or like friends or, you know, doing cool things like that. It's just cool to feel like financially secure to a small degree. But I mean, I still got a long way to go myself, but that's the thing is it's like, I remember when I'd make like 200 bucks and I had a poor house and I thought I was the shit. Yeah. What would I go and do Blow one hundred and eighty of it at Riley's yeah. yeah. and use the last 20 for a fucking pizza the next day. There's all my money, right? Yeah. So now it's cool because I'm learning how to like invest, you know, save some of my money, you know, donate some and like just be smarter overall. With
1: and it. now you get to be like the yes guy too. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the guy when you're at the bar and they're like, they pull up the tab and then you're asking your friends for their cards Jones and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, John, get it together. (laughs) Knock some more doors, buddy. Um, It's like when you're able to say yes to everything and not everything, you don't let people take advantage of you. But for most things like that is such a liberating feeling. And if you never get to have that feeling throughout your life, like that, that honestly is sad.
0: Yeah. You don't get to experience that. Yeah. And I, I remember too, like growing up and seeing like just my dad or I get the bill or whatever, yeah. my uncle. And I'm like, dude, that's cool. I want to be there one day. Right. Yeah. And then being able to do that now, like it's, it's, it's nice and it's yeah. rewarding, but it's also like, you know, we always talk about, or Max used to talk about it a lot. It's like big check syndrome, right? Like all of a sudden you make some money. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, I, it happened to me. We talked about this at yeah. the end of April. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm moving. I'm just gonna rack these checks and I'm not gonna I'm just gonna sit in my ass. And actually, believe it or not, after three weeks, I was actually starting to go crazy because like I was doing good in school, which you guys know I feel about school, I could care less about it. But yeah. whatever. My school was good. I was going to the gym all the time. I was sleeping good. Everything was fine, but I wasn't working and I like felt a level of like confidence removed because I wasn't out there like getting after
1: it. Do you like socially feel like less um Like less able to have good conversations or to make people laugh. Like, do you feel less socially adept to like have a conversation when you aren't working? Yeah, I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It's like when I come into a meeting and I haven't knocked in a couple of days, I feel off just speaking at the meeting. Even if I'm not, obviously I'm not running it, but if I'm like talking, I'm like, fuck, I'm full of shit right now. Like, you know, when you're lying to yourself, right? Have you ever heard Matthew McConaughey, he always says like, no matter who you sleep with at night, we all go to bed alone, right? Because you're alone in your own thoughts. And so, yeah, when you're out there getting it, it's like when you're at your most peak state, which kind of ties back into what you said earlier. Dude, and
1: everything – it's compounding, right? It's like when you're doing so good in work, then all of a sudden outside of work, your social life is great. Your Mm -hmm. relationship is great because your level – like your ability to communicate – is flawless, right. like a lot of the times the things that go wrong in our life are due to miscommunications, mm-hmm. and so that's why it's so important to get into sales to come and work at home Solar Solutions. Let's go, but, yeah. Um, I yeah, so this <laughs> is home solar Solutions real okay. quick. It's like yeah. if you're in a peak state and you know how to communicate with anybody and you know how to change people's minds, as long as you know that you're a good person and your ideas are better for like the world, better mm-hmm. for your relationship, better for your family, then like now you have the ability to go and spread those ideas easier, quicker, faster, and like make a better world but like if you don't know how to communicate like you're still gonna have to go and sell like you're in sales whether you realize it or not Yeah. but it's whether you're a good salesperson or a bad salesperson yeah
0: everything in life is sales grant cardone like you think about getting the homies i didn't do it but never mind. but like the dishes or like taking the trash out or your girl wants to eat a panda express but you want to go to fucking Domino's, right like everything is a sale right you want to you want to be sit at this seat, but they, but your classmate wants to sit right here. It's like everything that you're doing is a sale, so you're 100% right. Um, but I think what really like defines people is what you talked about is using it kind of for good. Like, yeah. Check out the 48 Laws of Power. I know this guy I just started reading it. Yeah. It's a great book. Um, I don't know how far in, into it you are. But the big thing about that entire book is there's a huge difference, even though there's a fine line, between manipulation and influence. Yeah. Like if, I, if you're influencing me to do something – it's because the way that they break it down, Bedros Cooling talks about it, is like influence is when you're having someone do something for them that you know is going to benefit them. Yeah, Manipulation is when you have someone do something for you that's going to benefit you and probably hurt them. So being aware of that because the better you get a job, the better you get at sales, the easier it is to, you know, to negotiate and to get people to do what you want. But at the end of the day, it's all about ethics, right? And if you're not getting people to do the things that you want them to do for the right reasons... That's going to help them in their lives. Then you're just a scumbag. Yeah. So being aware of that too is huge because once you get that, fuck, it's like a superpower. You have to be aware of how you use it. And
1: everybody makes mistakes with it too. Yeah. One thing that like you can say about the human experience is like all of us have told a lie at some point. Yeah. And like, is lying good? Like, obviously not. But then like when you also understand persuasion, like there is going to be a time where like whether it's purposeful or not, like you are probably going to. Maybe it's because you were so passionate about something it took you over the edge, right? right? Maybe you persuade somebody too far and it turns into manipulation. It's just being conscious of it and knowing that, like, hey, I made this mistake. But honestly, the thing is, like, most people won't even get to a point in their life where they're able to have that problem. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you say that those are probably good problems to have? Like, yeah. I'm so good at persuading people that yeah. I took it too far. Like, I need to take it back. Right, yeah. Like, versus just, never being able that's to That's, like, it a 1% it. problem, you know? Right. Which is, like, cool problems to have. But, like... The uh, the thing is, most people's problems are like, how am I gonna pay for lunch, or like, how am I gonna pay for rent, mm. or like, I want to go in and like live in a house with a beautiful pool and everything, but it's just a dream because like I'm not doing the right things. Yeah, and I think you just start to uh, we keep going back to like the dopamine thing, but I, it's almost like not to get all conspiracy theory and weird, but it's almost like like social media is designed for us to just be distracted just enough and satisfied just enough to not want more. Mm-hmm. And so if you take those things out of your life, all of a sudden you have all this clarity and vision to see exactly what you want. And then you start to become the person that you want as well. But you you're just so fogged and like it feels like you have foggy glasses on, like if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I yeah. And
0: I know you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. When you're when you're throwing through the gram, yeah. at least for me, yeah, and there's like a hot girl that pops up or like a fight or some e-girls, golf content, bro. Huh? E-girls,
1: that's what yes, they say. It's like,
0: exactly. And it's just like, you're just like, shit, you know, I remember the reason why I deleted it and I'll go through a little phase where I'll take, I'll get rid of it for like five or seven days at a time because like a great example is I was driving, you should never be doing this, but I'm like on my phone, just constantly, just literally like swiping up and down through um, Instagram. And I remember I put my phone down and I was driving and I literally picked it back up 10 seconds later and checked Instagram again. And I was like, okay. The Matrix, bro. My, my mind's fucked yeah. right now, right? Like, yeah. I'm literally addicted to my phone to the point where I just looked at it, just which like I'm already driving, bro. That's already sketchy. Yeah. And I just picked it back up so then I deleted all my apps for like, it's been like five days now. But when you're off that, you start to, you have to inadvertently spend more time on things that make you better. Doors, yeah. podcasting, reading, um, the gym, anything that, you know, is going to benefit you because when you, I always look at it like windshield wipers. Let's say, you know, your windshield wipers got a bunch of ring on. You, you got like, Fucking porn, alcohol, gambling, social media, right? Yeah. And then you have like working out on there too and let's say podcasting and sales. Well, once you wipe those fucking windshield wipers, all that's remaining, all the bullshit gets wiped away. But what's left is what's really supposed to be there, which is like sales. You know, in my case, everyone's different, whatever floats your boat, but podcasting, working out, you know, getting a strong relationship with people that benefit me in life. But it's hard sometimes to flip those windshield wipers because you get comfortable. Yeah. And the longer down that rabbit hole you go, the harder it is to get the fuck out of
1: it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I think like having that clear vision definitely helps. Yeah. I mean one little thing that I wanted to hit on too is that yeah, like a lot of people um, I think ask like how to start a business or like um, well, I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, oh, that's so cool that you started your own business. And like, well, it does feel – Cool and I guess exciting is like it's really definitely achievable for like anyone because mm-hmm. sales like runs everything, right? Like think let's just use Woodstocks, right? Because it's like down the street. Yeah, Woodstocks <laughs> pizza. <Fine>. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if they didn't sell pizzas or like have a brand or people – like they actually have people that hand out cards outside that oh, they really? can sell like – you know, like a discount on a pizza. If they didn't have people doing that, they'd be out of business. So then it makes you think like, if you want to own a business or have equity in a business, all you need to do is be the absolute best salesperson at that place. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the owners of Woodstocks and you say, Hey, I'm selling more pizzas than anybody. Can I have a share of this place? Right. And what are they going to say? Like, of course they're going to say yes. Like it's the same thing with anything. Like if you're a real estate agent, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the best real estate agent at your brokerage and you came to them and you said, Hey, I I want a small piece of this business and I'm going to recruit and train people to do the same thing that I'm doing is like they would say yes. So you just yeah. have to like get really good at something, use it as leverage and go from there.
0: Yeah, I think too something that you do pretty good that I've learned since working with you is like not only is it that you have to be good at what you do and obviously be the best in your field, but you have to know how to teach others and yeah. be able to replicate the success for others, right? Because yeah. let's say for example you were successful and then like you try to teach me or Jack or Max and we couldn't replicate it, right? Yeah. Christian's a great you know, soldier, but he's not a leader, yeah. right? And so I think what really elevates people, maybe you could talk about this a little bit, is like learning how every person's different. You're gonna teach yeah. people differently. They're gonna have different strengths, different weaknesses, but how to basically replicate success. Like what are some skills or tools that you use to replicate what you've learned and teach someone else to do the same thing?
1: Well, I think it starts with, you have to document what you're good at. So I got really conscious of like, when I would do something really well in the home or on the doors, is I would immediately write it down. Mm. And then also is like, there's not a lot of new ideas in the world. Like I'm not like Elon Musk, like I didn't create a fucking rocket. We just sell solar panels, it's pretty simple. So what I would do is like, uh, I mean almost, I would say 80% of the ideas that I bring to the table to help people out at home and to like help replicate myself are things I learned from online courses or books. But I'm just learning faster than everybody else so that they haven't seen that information yet. And then I go and share that information with somebody else and they're like, oh my God, Christian, Like, how did you learn this? Or like, thank you so much. Is literally all I was doing was learning quicker than somebody else. Spending more time in it too, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's just like a level of caring. It's like whoever really cares the most at the end of the day is going to gather the most information and then share it with the most people. And then that person sees the most success.
0: Yeah, I mean, I forgot who says it, but it's like we all have the same 24 hours of the day, right? Yeah. And let's say you sleep a healthy amount, eight hours a day, that only leaves 16 hours. Yeah. And as I'm sure you know, there's a ton of other shit going on. So like to really be productive in your craft, I forgot what podcast I listened to that was talking about this, but you really have like four to five like solid hours of time to just grow and learn, right? Because yeah. a lot of it, you're driving, you're going to the yeah. bathroom. Like you're how long in, can you stay focused? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so like it comes out to like on average, if you're really dedicated in your craft, you got like four to five hours a day of pure learning. Mm-hmm. Everything else between yeah. sleep, Dinner, food, you know, running meetings or whatnot, retaining old information is taking up the rest of your day. Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy when you break it down like that because you realize how precious time fucking is. Like you were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, one eighth of the time we're on our phones. Bro, one third of our life can fucking sleep. Yeah. If you're sleeping a normal amount,
1: yeah.
0: One third of your whole life, you're not even fucking there. I heard Steve your... Harvey saying something yeah. like, Oh, he's you're...
1: like, I'm gonna sleep a third of my life. Yeah. Like, hell no. Fucking hey, right, exactly.
0: And so it's crazy because when you start to look at it like that, it's like, dude, time and I'm only 20, you know, we're 24. It's like time really starts to fucking speed up. You yeah. Know? I'm like start thinking about you have all the time in the world, but you really don't. Like, but do then you know?
1: the question is like when you're not in the flow state, like yeah. do you still think of those things? Right. Because like that's what gets you off your ass to like go and do things, right? Yeah. So like if you know all those ideas, but then when you're like not in your flow state and you're not feeling good, you're feeling like below average is like – that's like a lot of days, right? That's yeah. probably maybe like a fourth or a third, depending yeah. on like your energy levels. Right. But like when you're on those days, it's like do you think of those things? Are you still conscious? I'm not asking you, but just like no, like I get you.
0: But I mean, honestly, I will answer that. Is yeah, it's like it's tough sometimes because I've had just like any human, right? Like you know, you have high days and high inspiration, you have low yeah. days. You have to. The bottom line is like successful people do. They're disciplined, right? They don't. Yeah. They don't go off motivation. But to answer it, at least what I've felt is like. Sometimes I have a self-awareness, like and I have all these posters in my room of people I look up to and quotes and read all these books and I'll go like three days without like, I guess being in the state of flow. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? Like I talk yeah. about all this, I post about all this and I'm yeah. like, I'm being a piece of shit to myself. Which is good, dude. It's yeah.
1: like you put it out there so you're accountable. Yeah. Like that's a form of accountability. I right. think you do a really good job of that. It's like people are really scared to like say what they're like excited or passionate about because they're scared of judgment from others. And I'm right. sure there maybe is like some small part, like probably really small because you're the most extroverted person I know, <laughs> but like that yeah. is conscious of the feeling from others, yeah. but like you still go out and do it. So, like, I definitely applaud you for that. For sure. It's, Thanks, for that. That'll make a difference
0: in the I way. think, too, I think, too, is the big thing is like regret. Like, I, I talked about this on my last podcast actually, but like, you know, the one thing that'll drive a man insane is regret because it's the what if. You can never change the past, right? It's yeah. fucking, it is what it is. It's like locked in a box, but you can look at it, but you can't change it. Yeah. And I've had enough regrets in my life and just little things like football, which I wish I would have like tried harder in, like to get yeah. a scholarship or school or maybe a girl or whatnot, right? Yeah. There's stupid things, but I'm like, I don't want to live with that anymore. So when I think about that, I'm like. Even if I look like a fucking idiot, which I've done yeah. a million times, right? I've struck yeah. out a million times. Yeah. Um, in Especially any aspect, girls. Yeah. Over like. 80. <laughs> but uh, what, no matter what it is, I'm like, I'd rather at least make an impression on that person than them yeah. know me. Then me be like, what if? And like, oh, I didn't even know you existed, right? Yeah. It's like, what do you want to be remembered for too?
1: Yeah. Like if you were in your grave, like, yeah. or you pass away, right? Yeah. And everybody's at your funeral. Yeah, room, I'm going to be what? cremated. I'm be cremated. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. That's it. <laughs> Go, Go in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what do you want people to think of you? Yeah. And then it comes down to like, people always say, what's your why? Yeah, But like, it, you're not worried about your why or your motivation when you pass away. You're worried about your who. Yeah. Like, who do people think you are, right? Yeah. And so I think like, if you use your identity as your motivation a lot more, like for me personally, like I want to be the person to show up like at the office, like be the first person there, like last person to leave. And mm-hmm. then number two is like, be the person that like, I can provide more value like to anybody else than they give me as well. Yeah. Like I want to be able to give to others and like just having things like that that like that is my identity. That is who I am and then you live by that every single day cuz your identity doesn't change day right. by day, but your why or your motivation can and I think that's like part of the problem.
0: Facts. Yeah, it's like being being aware of too like why you're doing it, who you're doing it for. The thing that you told me about when I when I've had ups and downs and we talked is like You never realize how many – you've told me this before. It's like you never realize who's watching you, right? Yeah. It's like – I was talking about this the other day but it's crazy to think about because like for example, let's say I put an IG post or when this goes out, right? And We have like let's say a couple hundred people listen to it. Probably a thousand. Yeah, at least. Probably probably a million. Anyway, (laughs) let's say for example, let's say – I don't know. 500 people watch this. Yeah. Of the 500 people, let's say I get feedback from five people. Yeah. Does that mean that only five people got something out of this? No, there's probably hundreds of more people, right? Yeah. Only, I don't know what the statistic is for just the average people, but I guess all that matters is success. Dan Pena, I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Talks <laughs> Mr. About, Monopoly. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> yeah, literally dude, 500 billion dollar man. Yeah. He talks about 98% of successful people are introverts. Only 2% yeah. are extroverts. And so when you think about it like that too, it's like when you post something, right, and we're yeah. very vocal in people, you, you know, I always try to think like, okay, maybe 10 people like responded to this, but I probably hopefully inspire, you know, hundred or 200 people yeah in the same boat. If I'm talking about all this and then I get, yeah, I'm at the bar and I'm getting into fights or getting kicked out or I'm, I'm not being a man of integrity and I'm, you know, yeah. I'm just being an asshole. It's like, Hey, there's a lot of people that watch you do that, Nick. And like, they're going to yeah. hold you accountable to that too. So it's like Joe Rogan always says, imagine that there's a film, a uh, camera crew following you around wherever you go. Like how would yeah. you act? Right. You know, if your kids were to look at your past, like. Did Christian live? you know, when he was, when dad when you were a kid, when you, were, you live in a life of integrity and honesty and like success, were you like fucking off?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a
0: really good point. Yeah, I agree, this is just cameraman yeah. rolling around everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, one uh, one other thing too I just wanted to talk about real quick is like, I think you talked about in the beginning, dude, but like a large part of doing it is when you do it for someone other than yourself. Yeah. And shout out to the Lucas, they're like my second family here, but obviously you got your sister, your mom, and your dad. Um, and like life, obviously throws you curveballs at times. I know a couple of years ago, right? Like there were some things that happened in your family. Yeah. Do you think that like having to step up and be a, like be the man of the house also kind of propelled you in a way because like you just have like your family you want to look after and take Do care you
1: have- of. Um, yeah, I think so. I've never really like taken the time to like look back and like decipher, like, why did I do it? Or right. like, was that the turning point or anything? Yeah. And maybe like someday, um, I'll be able to like look back and like think about those things. But yeah. I just, I don't really want to like go back and look at it. Yeah. I guess like, for the audience, like give some, uh, uh, like a backstory is like my dad uh, was the one who got me into solar. And then he uh, unfortunately, like had a stroke uh, two years, two and a half years ago. And then um, he's doing well now. He can speak yeah. and everything, but he can't. He can't work full time. He still like works and helps out with the business and everything. And so um, I started a solar company like shortly after that. And um, it was kind of like, oh, dude, it's like the first yeah. time I've ever actually talked about it. Yeah. Um, like when he, oh, Jesus Christ, I feel like Rudy, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> all good, brother. It's
0: it's all good, it's We're here for you. <clears throat> i've never actually even like talked about it shit well hey dude if you don't want to you don't have to no it's all good
1: um like he was in the hospital for like six months and he wasn't really able to speak and so i was like going in and like checking on him and everything right and i think that was like like super honestly pretty heavy on the motivation side of things so yeah i mean to answer your question i'm like how could you not be motivated by that for sure especially like when he led by example and like showed me how to do everything, so I want to like be able to do that same thing for my kids or like people around me as well. Yeah, dude.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's phenomenal too. It's just like, you know, like what's that saying? Like, freaking God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers or whatnot. And yeah, I think too back to like what my dad had to go through for me to have my, you know his the life I have like. And I think at the end of the day, dude, it's just like, as, as hard as that was for you and your family, like, dude, like it fucking propelled you, yeah. like you and your relationship with your dad. Like for those that don't know, dude, we went to uh, SolarCon <laughs> and this little Christian over here out in front of like 300 fucking plus people won like best pitch of the fucking entire thing in front of Sam Taggart, for those that know Sam Taggart. And then like his dad was there and like, I don't know, it was just, it was a cool ass moment. And like watching it come full circle, I had like an aha moment of like, damn, I wonder if Christian, I mean, I know you know, but like how crazy it must be for like your dad telling you to see like dude he put all his time and energy into you and then to see you fucking propel the company like it is and you guys still get to work together yeah like it's it, dude it's phenomenal like most people never get to experience that so yeah i'm sorry brother it was so tough but i think that like your dad raised a phenomenal man for you to be able to come out as stronger than you know you started
1: yeah definitely i have like everything to i think i posted after solar con yeah like super cool moments speaking and everything i was like dude i have everything to like thank for yeah. him and I know that not everybody, like, has that person in their life either. Mm-hmm. And so I'm conscious of that. So I want to make sure that, like, for a lot of people, I'm that person for them too. Yeah. Is, like, there's a lot of people I feel like on our team maybe that, like, almost like a father figure too, like, in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, I didn't know for sure. 100%. But, like, I want to be able to, like, give that back. Yeah. And I know, like, you do the same thing like, yeah, with dude. a lot of people. So, yeah. Hell yeah,
0: dude. Well, I think that's, like, such a hard part of being a leader at such a young age, right, is, like, having that responsibility to have to be there for so many other people, when, some of them are older than you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's fucking tough. Like but rude dog. No. Yeah, big rude <laughs> But I think that's one of the coolest parts about leadership, right, is like, obviously you don't always expect what life's going to throw at you, but when yeah. you do, like, you can either, like, sit and sulk or, like, yeah find a way to make, you know, a challenge and opportunity. And, yeah, dude, I mean, I think what you did was you took the ball and you fucking ran with it. Because the cool thing about it, too, which I always like to talk about is, like, I always say I'm not a monk, and Christian wasn't by any means probably a couple years ago okay. either, but... I remember you and me were talking and I was like, dude, were you always like this motivated and focused on you know, solar and success? And you were like, dude, honestly, no. I remember a couple years ago, you know, I was playing die. I was going out a bunch. Yeah. you, know? you and, know, Like
1: typical college. Yeah, days. right?
0: Like you live, you born and raised in Chico. You know what I mean? It's fucking Harvard of the West, baby. <laughs> and uh, I think that through all that, like you finally hit that point. What we talked about a little earlier where you're like, dude, I just want to, I want to change. I, I want to be a better version of myself. Yeah. To ultimately like. Lead by example, cause like, yeah. dude, when I first came to college, bro, everyone knows me. I was a fuck up. Like, yeah, Bella up. would tell
1: me about it. Oh yeah, dude. dude,
0: blackout, blacking out left and right, like trying to get in fight, trying to fight my neighbors. Oh god, I don't know how you go to jail. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think you just get to a point where you're like, dude, what the fuck am I do with my life? Like every night I'm getting drunk. Every night I'm going to bed angry. I don't like the person I'm becoming. And I it's like, no like at one control.
1: point, do you decide like? Parents kind of, like, enable this. Like, my... You're an enabler mom. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to now. Like They'll be like, oh, live the college experience. And, like, I feel like if parents were, like, harder on, like, that point in your time, like, no, dude, go out and, like, make something of yourself. Like, kids would probably do it. Like, you know, I. not that it's, like, just the parents' fault. Of course, it's, like, kids are, like, making that decision. But that's, like, almost... It's almost not even just a parental thing. It's, like, a cultural thing. Yeah. It's, like, I look back and, like, dude, if I could have just... I mean, there's this one guy I know in the solar industry. His name's Devin Anderson, Mm -hmm. and um, he's right uh, my age, and he's made it farther than me, and he just actually sold um, his sales organization to an EPC, so he's a full installer now. And he's farther than me by, like, a a good amount, and it's literally just because he started at 18. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, if I would have just been told, like, culturally or whatever, and at the end of the day, it's on me, but culture can help you out too, Yeah, 100%. like you don't need to like go and have this college experience. Like what really, what is that? Like, is yeah. it a healthy thing? It's like, it's just fucking two years of yeah, binge drinking yeah, yeah. and Three, me. three. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm on year seven right yeah. now. But like, <laughs> like that's yeah. all it is. It's not – the college experience isn't like, well, I sat down with um, Mr. James, my professor, and got to learn about like Eastern philosophy. Yeah.
0: Like, right. no, you just got fucked up every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah and, and like I always say too is it's like for some, like I think it's super beneficial. Like there's a lot you can learn from it. But for others, they don't know what they want to do. I always yeah. say like if you don't know what you want to do, don't fucking go to college because like you're going to yeah. sit around like – I got people I know. I'm not going to name them but like like family. And yeah. like they went to school for Nick's sister. No, 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 she's the home. but not her, but other people I know that were like going to school for some time and they didn't know what they want to do. And they would tell me, like, dude, learn from me, like, don't do all this if you don't know where you want to go with it. And yeah. I'm like, I appreciate that, and I learned from it. But if you do know what you want to do and you have to go to school, go for it. But for me, it's like everyone's wired differently, right? And success yeah. is different for every person. Like, yeah, have you heard that uh, person? I forgot who was talking about it, but they say, like, there's guys in Thailand who lives on the fucking coast in a tent and he only does a surf every day and he's happy as shit. Yeah, but his goal is to be the best server possible, right? Yeah. His success and my success are worlds different. Yeah. But if he's being the best version of himself, then all the power to you, right? It's like yeah. people want different things out of life. But for me, very similar to you, and I think that's why we get along so great, is like I want to be remembered. I want a legacy. I want to be rich. But not just rich. I want my family to be rich. Yeah. I want to inspire millions of people. I want to have my own business one day. And once you can tap into that and surround yourself with like-minded people that are doing what you want to do, yeah. like, as I'm sure you know, and you do the same thing, it's like, so, you know, surround yourself with people you want to be like. Definitely. I hang around you, my fucking net worth went up, yeah. right? Yeah. Hang around Max, my <laughs> net worth <laughs> went up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hang around Cody Pitts, my net worth goes up. And then I bring on people like Jack, his net worth goes up. And yeah. it's cool because you don't realize in the moment, but like down the road, you're like, oh my God, I started affiliating with these people. Yeah. My money went like this, right? Exactly. It's not just money. Go ahead.
1: You no, know, back to what you were saying about the like the guy who was like surfing every day, and yeah. you guys have two different passions, but he's just as happy because he's so narrowly focused on something, yeah. And you're happy because you're so narrowly focused on something. It comes down to like so our brains. I was talking about like being primal earlier. Sound yeah. like Liver King out here, yeah. but um, Fuck that. dude, I ate Liver King. <laughs> um, I was a fraud. Man. It was a fraud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like um, our brains are problem solving machines, and so they're either assessing danger or we're like trying to solve problems to like take us. Away from danger or whatever it may be. So like if we're just entertained all the time, we're not solving any problems and that's how you become like sad over a certain period of time, right? Is right? constant entertainment because it doesn't become entertaining anymore. Yeah. But if you're just always like uh, solving problems constantly, your brain is always working and it's distractive. Like right. you probably heard the like term idle time is the devil's workshop. Mm-hmm. Like if your brain is not solving problems, it's going to lead – like the dopamine hits that you need are going to, you're going to need more and more and more. Right. And unfortunately the things that give you the most dopamine are probably like the worst for you. Like right. Instant dopamine. Yeah. Instant. Right? Yeah. So, Delayed
0: gratification. You're always talking about that.
1: Definitely. So like, um, uh, it, that reason that guy's happy is because he's, solving the problem every day of how to become the best surfer. The reason right. you're happy is because you're solving the problem every day of how to become the best salesperson. Right. And so if you just have something to focus on every single day and work isn't like a chore and like, god oh, I live for the weekends. yeah. Like it's just the key to like a happier life.
0: hundred percent. And I think off that too, is, yeah, the devil's I've heard that one. I've also heard like what the devil loves white space on the calendar. So yeah. I mean, too. yeah. And it's like, cause it's crazy because the way that we're wired, right? Like, on some primal shit is like, you know, we're fucking, our ancestors are, we're surviving, right? Like fucking killing whatever lions and fucking whatever to survive and hunting and gathering. And so you go to that to a person that now can like never leave their house and just get doordash every day. Right. I mean, like I said, I'm no monk. I do the same shit. And I think about things like this and I'm like, for me, like I find that no matter how you look at it, like at least for the way I'm wired is like, whether I'm doing nothing or I'm doing everything, there's going to be some sort of ups and downs, right? Like if yeah. I have a ton of problems, I'm going to be stressed out. If I have no problems, I'm stressed out because I'm not doing enough. Yeah. So the way I look at it is like, fuck it. I'd rather be busy and stressed doing sh- shit towards a goal than wondering wondering what if. Yeah. So the way I look at it, and you become better when you have more problems because you understand better how to manage time, how to delegate. Yeah.
1: Like you were saying earlier, like if you want something done, give it to the busiest man. Yeah. It's like people that aren't busy and aren't doing shit, they're unreliable. Yeah. Do you want to be an unreliable person to your family or right. friends? like? No, you want to be reliable. Nobody, mate, wakes up and says, "You know what? Like, oh, I think I, I want to be unreliable to everybody." Yeah, no. exactly. like so,
0: just be busier. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like sometimes it is hard because you're like, "Dude, what do I get busy at?" So that's yeah. why for me, and I, I'm sure you have similar ideas with yeah. this. But I always say goals. Like, I have to have something I'm shooting for monthly, ten day, and then daily. And you, and, no, I don't go past month. I'll write like yearly goals, but I'm more focused on like month, week, and day because that way I'm like, "Hey, what do I do every day before I go to bed?" I look at my. Goals, okay, what do I have to get done? Boom, boom, boom. And then I have my like clothes laid out. You know, I have a full set schedule. And if I hit 70% of it, Jordan Peterson talks about yeah. this, talked mm-hmm. about it with Jack too. But, you know, if you write a list and you hit 70% of it, well, how much fucking better is that than hitting zero, right? Yeah. I can hear you, him saying You, but... you also don't, you don't want to hit 70%. Yeah, that's a voice. How much better is it? <laughs> yeah, right. He uses all these crazy terms. But anyway, yeah. the bottom line is it's like you don't want to set goals where it's too easy, right? You don't want to be hitting yeah. 100% of your goals every day because then you're not setting the bar high enough. Yeah. You also want to be hitting like 10 or 20% because then you're setting it too high. Yeah. Right. And so with the bottom line what is What do like, you
1: think is like uh, – sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. It's like what do you think is a good goal for somebody who – the whole nine to five thing is like yeah. – it, It's almost a cliche at this right. point. But it, it, there's no other better way to like label the issue. Yeah. It's like people that live for the weekends working nine to five aren't happy right, with right. their job. Right. A lot of like middle America. Yeah. What do you think is like the best goal for like those people? What should well, be the first step? The
0: first step? Well, actually, Joe Rogan talks about yeah. this. I think the first thing, what I would recommend, like I said, I don't mean, I know as much as anyone else, so take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. one thing that I would say is like, first of all, I find out you're what wrong. you're, yeah, fact, I find out what you're passionate about, right? Yeah. So like, for example, let's say, you know, you work a nine to five and you don't like England for the weekend, but you're obsessed with painting. Well, okay, maybe, Gary Vee talks about it too. You work nine to five, how about from five to seven every day when you get off? Start painting, right? Yeah. And see how good you need to paint. Okay.
1: But Nick, I'm, I'm tired and,
0: you know, my girlfriend's at home and Facts. she wants to hang out with me. Facts. Well, then I would say have fun staying miserable because <laughs> yeah. the way it works is like bottom line is everyone can tell you what to do, right? You can leave a camel to water, but you can't make a drink. Yeah. But the first thing I would say is you got to figure out something that like makes you happy, right? And obviously the reason why people, why, people that hate the nine to five, there's some people that enjoy their job. Like I said, there's nothing wrong yeah. with some people that do. My parents both work at their, they love their job. But yeah, bottom line is the nine to five is like. If you hate your job and you live for the weekend, the only reason why people live for the weekend is because they hate being at work. It's not that it's fucking Monday. It's that they have a job to do on Monday that they despise. So what I would say is find shit that you can do. Monday is not some
1: national like – hate your life yeah right? it's just the yeah.
0: fact that you like think about it you look, probably love Mondays like yeah. I, I like Mondays at I'm excited to reset, yeah. right because why because you enjoy what you dude, do dude that feels good to say though like right? that
1: you're genuinely excited about it like,
0: exactly no dude honestly I fucking hate you no but, <laughs> yeah, no but I do though right and the bottom line is like everyone's got shit going on sometimes there's like family stuff you know I don't know what everyone's situation is but just for those that are miserable in their nine to five and they don't enjoy it at all I would say try and find something that you can do daily that gives you that, that, co- that little hit of dopamine that's positive Not something that's like gonna, you know, like bad for you, but like maybe that's going to the gym after, or maybe that is watching your favorite show. But the bottom line is, even that, like we talked about, is going to lead to a dead end road. You got to find something that's really going to fulfill you in life and. Maybe your bottom line is like, dude, all I want to do is provide for my family. I hate my job, but I want to provide for my family. Okay. Grant Cardone talks about this thing. Get great at your fucking job. As much as you hate it, become the best at it then.
1: And you do. Typically, people don't dislike things that they're great at. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm great or good, whatever you would want to call it at sales. Yeah. And it's a hard job. It's probably like one of the hardest like mentally taxing. It's not really physically taxing. Yeah. But like I'm good at it, so I like it. Yeah. It would be the same thing if you were in the NBA. Like, do you think LeBron James hates basketball? No, he fucking loves it because he's like right now he's
0: beating the Warriors. Um, I hate his hairline. I hate his hairline. That
1: that would probably be the case. Like if whatever. I think
0: to go off that too. This is like such a huge point that I feel like a lot of people miss. Okay, yeah, sure, you love sales, you're good at it, but at one day there was one day where Christian Luka sucked at it. Definitely, but you didn't fucking quit. And you stuck with it. There was one day, sure, LeBron James. BC he's always been good at basketball. Yeah. But was LeBron James as good as he is now than he was twenty years ago? Yeah. Oh, it's like it's what people forget, right? Is people are rewarded in um, in public what they practice hours alone. Have you heard yeah. that one? Yeah. It's like the amount of hours That's you put in amount, to get yeah. great at things takes so much more time than someone will ever fucking know, right? Yeah. So the thing is, like, for people that are like, dude, Christian's twenty four, owns his business, got a fire Tesla, got a you know <laughs> got a house or two, and just. You do, you're do. you doing great, right? But the bottom line is people are like, oh, I wish I could have that. And it's like, you can have that. But are you willing to put the work in to get there? Definitely. Because like when we always have a new hire and like everyone gives them their piece of advice. I always tell the new hire, I don't know what else is telling you. You're going to do good, but you're going to suck at the beginning. Yeah. Just embrace the suck. No, you're not going to be good. If you don't quit, like you will make it. And people have this skewed
1: version of reality too. And like God bless them. And I love it when they say this, when they come in is they always say like, oh, I worked in retail, like I'm really good at sales. Yeah. Whether that's just like somebody saying that in an interview to get hired, or they actually believe that. I think there are some people that actually believe that, but it's like there's levels to everything, right? Right. Like if you're good at retail, all that means is like, you're good at talking to people, which is great, like that's a good starting skill. But you don't know how to close, you don't know how to like, you know, take it away. Overcome objections. Same type of thing, it's like, like to revert it back to LeBron James, is like, if he was really good at pick up basketball, like in the Sunday league, like and he's telling everybody, Oh, I'm so good at Sunday League, I'm gonna make the NBA. Everybody would look at him like, You're an idiot. Yeah. Like it's Sunday League, bro. Yeah, bro that's on. like retail to sales. Yeah. Like exactly. it's the same thing. So yeah. like if people are people say these things to make themselves feel good and they tell themselves like white lies almost mm-hmm. like I'm good at retail, so I don't need to do sales mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. that's just the example that's most like I guess closest to me. Oh no, yeah. It's like if people could just tell themselves a different story, you know what? Like I probably don't know everything about it Mm -hmm. like I'm willing and I'm open to learn and I want to become the best and if you come at it with like that mindset instead of like oh like I'm already good at said thing like I I could probably be shocked as well like I'm
0: open to learn at any time 100% and I think that's how you have to grow is those that grow are sponges right those that think they know everything know nothing it's only when you are a fucking right what's that you're always like a pond in the you're a fish in a big sea, right? I'd rather be a you know a goldfish in the fucking ocean than yeah. you know, a fucking shark in a tank, right? Yeah. Because it's like you can only grow so big. But one thing I kind of want to transition real quick to just spewing a bunch of ideas that are like, all make sense is the other thing I think too people don't realize and I don't know if anyone else can relate with this but I feel this a lot is like when you're not doing something that you know you should be doing, you can fall back on the excuses too. It, the regret goes both yeah. ways, right? Like when I'm not knocking, I don't have any sales, I'm like... Yeah, it's just because I'm not knocking. Once I knock, I get deals, right? Yeah. And let's say I go out there for a couple of days and I don't get any deals. Then what happens, right? You start doubting because you're actually doing the yeah. shit and oh, you're not seeing Oh, like, yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah. Everyone has solar. Yeah, right? And, or you just start to tell yourself like your, your yeah. fucking bitch voice comes in and you're like, well, now you're doing the work, Nick, and you're still not seeing results. And it's like, yeah. you have to shut that down and just focus just focus on the input. You almost have to be a little crazy.
1: Like yeah. you do. Are
0: there some neighborhoods, right, where
1: like... Amber Grove? <laughs> yeah. Saturated there, as fuck. There is solar on almost every single... There's one neighborhood in Orland. There's like... Every single home has solar besides one. But like I will not allow myself to believe that it's saturated because it does nothing good for me. Right. If every single home on there had solar, I would say, okay, we can do batteries. Like because the minute even though it is true, the minute you choose to believe these things that limit your performance – is like it really impacts or hurts you because it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Oh, all of a sudden this neighborhood's saturated. Everyone has solar. Nobody's interested in solar anymore. This opportunity sucks. Yeah. I want to do something else. I want security. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you fall back to the classic nine to
0: five. Yeah. The bottom line too is like you gotta know how to problem solve, right? Because like life is never gonna be steady. And to be honest, like I'm sure you can relate is like imagine if every day at work was the exact same. You'd go fucking crazy. Like even solar, like if every day was the exact same. There was no Hiccups or high successes or high lows, it was just plateau, right? You need yeah. problems like you talked about. The brain needs to be stimulated. That's why the human brain, which is such a fascinating fucking is it a muscle and organ, yeah, I don't know, whatever it is, is uh, it's, it's an organ. Okay, cool. Jake, probably yeah, Jake knows. Smart, smartest guy, I know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, bottom line is that it needs to be stimulated because when you're problem solving, the brain loves curiosity. Yeah, and so when you don't have problems, right, your brain will make problems for you. Exactly. So yeah, people will like that's start point. stressing out or freaking out because they're like, "Dude, I don't have anything to do. I got to make problems for myself." Yeah. And the human brain is so powerful. Did you tell it you're, you know, you're going to be okay? You're going to be okay. You tell yourself, "I'm fucked. You're fucked." Yeah, I think that.
1: It's pretty much as simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fucked.
0: You're fucked, buddy. But anyway, dude, honestly, this was like a really fucking good podcast. Christian. Yeah, dude, I can't believe you made me fucking
1: cry. I didn't know, dude. I didn't you know. I
0: Honestly, I wasn't trying to go for that. I hit a bomb. But we, uh, real quick, though, we do love the whole family. I love Bella, Tony, Heather, DeLuca. Thank you to my dad yeah. for everything. Yeah, 100%. Shout, dude, you guys have to go. All right, my dad's name is Tony, too. That's the other really crazy part. Both Italian, both do Adam, Don, Tony, Tony, DeLuca. Tony. Dude, they're going to meet in a couple weeks, yeah. actually. Yeah, Tony should come, too. Um, but bottom line, dude. Yeah, I'll finish with this too. Yes, for you that know, I am moving. Sad, sad. But it doesn't mean it's the end of this friendship. Definitely not the end of work. Who knows what happens yeah. in the future? But yeah, dude. As far as you, I'll just wrap up with like, I can't thank you enough for how much you changed my mind and my mindset because I think it was like a perfect score and perfect timing. Like I was obviously getting sick of yeah. you know the restaurant. I've always yeah. had like bigger goals and aspirations. And then I obviously was really good friends with your sister. I meet you and it's just, it's crazy to see like not only how great I've become, but our friendship, I can say you, a brother, like yeah. honestly, you know, yeah. we be brothers for life. And, uh, it's probably cool for you to just, I'm one of a million people, Jesse Smith, Jack, Max, that you transitioned, dude. And so,
1: yeah,
0: I think it's cool just so that, you know, not to like totally blow smoke <laughs> up your ass here, but, and I know you don't like that, which I respect, but it is just the, yeah, you, you never know the impact you're making on people. So continue to inspire others and. Push with home because like you never know. Sky's the fucking limit, bro.
1: Thank you, bro. I yeah, appreciate you. Gosh. Thankful for you that yeah. you're in my life, Nick. Like you make an impact on my life as well. Oh, so yeah. uh, Big bromance here. Laugh about it. Laugh, laugh about, about it. it. Cry about it. <laughs> smile
0: about it. Sell about it. Anyway, guys, this is going to wrap up another podcast of Hilarious Society. We got a couple episodes dropping. So stay tuned. Show your neighbor, your this ex-wife. Will, this will be the most beautiful. Oh, yeah. 100%. 10 millionaire cries. 100 millionaire cries. Um, and fucking uh, appreciate all the love and support from all you guys. Um, we got a couple episodes left, and then we will be on our way down to San Diego. But uh, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Christian, my boy. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. We, we'll catch you guys next week.